You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. Daniel, up next, you have a story for us about birds. True, yeah. I lately, or a little while ago, saw a meme about how you as a teenager can be really neutral for birds and as an adult be really interested in them. I'm 30 now, I'm an adult and I'm really interested in birds. And that's why I talked with Margaret Stanley, professor of ecology at the University of Auckland. She explains us the impact humans have on the native birds of New Zealand. And she gives us some tips how to help the native birds. We need more messy gardens. Could you tell us a bit about the human impact on the the wild birds diversity in New Zealand? Yeah, well, of course, we've had a lot of things that have uh, caused the decline of many of our um, bird species. And, and of course, we've lost a lot to extinction and a, a lot of further species are threatened with uh, declines. And of course, the kind of big ones that we're looking at, the big threats are habitat loss. So we've lost a lot of our habitat um, through clearing the land and increasingly urbanisation, creating cities, um, but also invasive species. So the the sort of rats and stoats that that everybody would hear about and um, hopefully uh, see what's happening with predator-free. 2050, we were aiming to eradicate some of these species. So probably habitat loss and um, predation by invasive species um, are the two uh, biggies. There's um, a few others like disease and, and other threats and increasingly how climate changes interacts with all of those threats. Uh, but in cities, what we're talking about with a lot of the research we do on um, urban birds are things like all of the rats. Um, the noise from cars we've found is a problem. So there's too much noise for them. Why is noise a, a problem? Yeah. So uh, some of the main um, ways that birds uh, communicate with each other, of course, they, they call and they have these elaborate songs that's really important for attracting mates and um, keeping in contact with each other when they're, when they're feeding and the chicks calling out from the parents. And when you have a lot of noise, particularly from cars, um, then that obscures uh, some of the song, but also the frequency um, can mask those. So you find some uh, big effects of noise on birds. And in fact, where, the, where there's less noise in, in bush patches in the city where there's less noise, we find um, better and more native bird populations um, in those ones. So maybe as a kind of um, effect of electrifying our fleet um, for climate change, we might also be helping um, our birds there as well. But one of the, probably the main um, thing apart from rats is really just not enough uh, vegetation. So we've lost a lot of our urban um, forest due to um, clearing intensification of housing. Lots of people are just chopping a single tree down in their backyard, but multiplied over everybody's backyards. Um, Then over, Mm. you know, a 10-year period in some suburbs, we've seen a 30% loss an urban forest. So we need trees, but we also need the shrubs. So um, I talk about uh, a little bit of a layer cl- cake. So you need lots of layers. You need your ground layer, your shrub layer, and your tree layer. And birds feed at those different layers. They nest at different heights, so you need a variety um, of those heights, so really good diversity. Um, 
And so if we do that, we're providing uh, food for them, we're providing um, nest sites, um, and hopefully in our backyards we're controlling uh, predators as well, like the rats and um, cats, of course, are another problem, the domestic cats. So Mm. increasingly moving towards indoor cats, we hope. Another way how we can support those birds uh, next to vegetation is also the food and the feeders we use. Could you tell a bit about yeah. that? Yeah, so um, I think feeding birds is quite a um, a sort of practice that has occurred in the UK historically and in colder parts of Europe and the US. And in some way, we've kind of just taken that practice um, and kind of plonked it on on New Zealand and I think people want to do that because particularly in cities you're not getting a lot of nature and so it's one way to connect with wildlife we don't have you know all the little small mammals and critters that they have in other countries Uh, we just have pest mammals so we do like to connect with um, birds they're often charismatic Um, but the problem is what New Zealanders are feeding them are the same things they're feeding them Uh, in those European uh, countries in the US, which is grains, bread and seed. Um, And we know that about half of New Zealanders feed birds in their backyards, but 80% of them are feeding the seeds and the bread. And that was from one of our PhD students, Josie Galbraith, did this research a number of years ago. And the problem with feeding the seed and and the bread is that none of our native birds um, can digest and eat bread and seed. They don't They're not granivores. Um, So if you put out that food, what you're doing is you're bringing in a whole heap of sparrows and feral pigeons and those introduced species. So you're supporting the introduced bird populations and that can actually um, result in sort of pushing out the native species. And we found that where people were doing that in their gardens, the little grey warbler, the rio rio, was um, disappearing from the garden. So it was being... Um, pushed out by these quite boisterous um, birds. People want to support uh, native birds and connect with native birds, so they are feeding um, sugar water uh, to native birds, which, of course, eat nectar out of flowers, uh, quite a few of them. They have these very long brush tongues, like a, the tip of a paintbrush, so very long bills. And, and if you look at a tui, it's got little brush-like filaments at the end of its tongue to reach down flowers. So they're very specialised for, for feeding on nectar, and so they like um, sugar water. Could you give some recommendations for people what they can do in their home or in their garden? Yeah, so if you want to feed birds and, and connect with them, which is great, um, then um, please don't feed bread or seed. That's a big no-no. We don't want to do that. If you are going to um, feed with sugar water feeders, then don't use an open dish or container because then you get lots of birds pooing in them and also you get lots of um Uh, introduced species so what we recommend is you buy a specialized bird feeding and get them from the hardware store um, and they limit birds that can access it to the ones with these long bills and these brush tongues so we're really supporting our native species we recommend one cup of sugar per liter of water Um, it seemed to give better body condition Um, keep the bird feeder away from areas where cats can get to it so a tall post maybe out in the open 
Um, but the bottom line is keep it clean. So hot water and, a, and give it a good scrub at least twice a week is really, really important to stop um, disease. Otherwise, um, you can just create this bird-friendly habitat in your garden by planting the right plants. I don't know if you know, know more about that, but about the history of gardens. Well, it, I think the history of lawns is very interesting. Okay. That um, with with lawns, um, they were seen as a status where you no longer needed a piece of land for growing food to sustain yourself. You were so rich that you could almost waste a piece of land by creating um, this lawn. So you could obviously see that in the big palaces with the big lawns in front. So that became quite a, a status thing. Um, so they're fairly useless in terms of biodiversity. I feel like New Zealanders in particular um, are less forgiving when people don't mow lawns very um, short and have messy backyards. But actually, biodiversity needs messy backyards. You know, we've got this aesthetic of low-maintenance garden, and it's really bad for biodiversity. We need lots of structure and messiness. Don't even get me started on fake turf artificial lawns. Um, that's even worse than um, just having a normal lawn. So, you know, this idea of low-maintenance and the, some of the trends we see, I think, are quite damaging. So we kind of need more role models and um, I guess garden shows and, and people that are on social media sort of showing different trends about how we can make our gardens into biodiversity havens and still look really good. That was Margaret Stanley, Professor of Ecology at the University of Auckland. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.